Good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Visit us online at pathtozion.com. Shoot us an email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, go to YouTube and look for Path to Zion, um, and you will find our videos there. Though few they are, I just posted a two-part series um, that was talking about Shavuot, Pentecost, and connecting Exodus chapter 19 to Acts 2. Um, go check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Go watch those two videos. They're only, I don't know, roughly 30 minutes each. So I would like to, I would like to say that's very manageable. Bite-sized uh, teachings for, for you to go check out if you have not yet. I hope you're doing well. We are a couple days post-Pentecost 2020. Um, I hope that you gave yourself to all that the, the season, the, the feast that, that was celebrated had to offer this year. And I, even as I say that, I'm like, man, that just sounds like it really minimizes what it is, what it was, and what it will bring to pass in upcoming days, weeks, months in our lives. Um, again, I just want to challenge anyone who is listening to this program that, that is just unfamiliar with the feast or you know about them, but you would say, well, those aren't for me. I don't, I don't feel like I'm supposed to do that. Friend, don't ever just set that to the side and say, eh, um, continually bring that before the Lord. Look, and, and just ask, have I just been convinced that this is an optional observance, that this is just optional. Well, I'm not Messianic. I don't have Jewish heritage. I don't go to a Messianic fellowship or to a Jewish synagogue. Why in the world would I do that? Well, you don't do it because no one's ever taught you that you should. (laughs) Let's just be honest. We've been taught that we don't do it. And so many people who are, quote, free from religion, quote, free from the confines of the church and all the errant teaching and errant leadership. Friends, there are things in us all that remain tainted. Confused, manipulated to implant deep within us. Now, I would say it even goes into penetrating into our spirit, man. Our position towards things in the Bible and how we approach them, how we address them, how we perceive them. They've made it, man, I think those things are so deep and so ingrained in us, as many of us would acknowledge and know. But I think there are still some things that are so deeply seated within us, we have got to truly, truly, truly stretch out our arms lay down on the, on the surgical table and plead with Messiah to get in there. To remove these things in our heart that maybe subliminally, maybe completely unknowingly, we say, no, that's not for me. Not for me. Not for me. I don't feel, quote, compelled to do that. Well, may we not write it off. 
May we revisit these things if, in fact, we find them repeatedly in Scripture, before, behind, and often throughout, as we see. We, of course, know Old Testament patterns, systems. We see Paul continuing these things on the other side of the cross, post-encounter with the Messiah. We see them in prophesied days to come. There are things that are perpetual. As I always say, and then I'm going to move on to what I'd like to talk about today, Yeshua the Messiah, the King, Christ the King, the one who will rule and reign forever, He's the Lord of the Sabbath. And friends, the Sabbath was a day. (laughs) It is a day, and it will forever be a marked day. You can never find Yeshua saying, I am coming to Lord over the Sabbath by removing the Sabbath. All I'm saying is continue to be open to these things in your heart of hearts. Be open. People are afraid to be open. People are afraid that what they believe can can be threatened and well, I'm, brother, I'm, sh- I'm sure as the day is long on this. Those aren't for us. Well, that's a dangerous place to be. Open-handed. And I'll just be transparent. Like, I am fully convinced over the course of the last roughly, I don't know, months, moving into a year, when we first really started giving ourselves in an open-heart condition towards the ancient way, that we're trying to rediscover, where I am, I believe this is true. I believe I found what I was looking for. And I say found in the sense of God himself led us to it in his goodness, in his kindness, but in our openness to receive something we did not understand. And if you've listened to this program at all, you've heard me say, I had no expectation to ever understand the feasts. I had resigned to that would be something I would never understand. I would never be able to give myself to and I would never be able to appropriate to my life and to my household. I would never be able to do that. I was convinced. I remember a day about three months ago, I was in my kitchen with my wife and I was doing what we often do there and I'm just, she's lovingly and patiently listening to, listening to me give an hour-long sermon on I don't remember what it was specifically at the time. It was something about the feasts, the spring feasts that at that time were approaching. And I just remember I just paused and I began to I began to cry because I realized oh my gosh, I I'm gaining understanding. And and it, we were we were a couple months in which admittedly is very early. We're not masters of any of this. Likely never will be, and that's okay. That's not the goal. But I realized there in my kitchen talking with my wife, something in me just recognized the fact that, oh my gosh, we're doing it. And, and the reality just rushed over me that we were doing what I was absolutely convinced we could and would never do. 
be on the biblical calendar, excuse me, calendar. Anticipating the feast, gaining understanding of the feast, set down in the middle of handfuls of individuals who can teach me and train me and and led by the Spirit of God with power and joy and purpose, help us discover the incredible beauty within the feasts of the Lord. His memorials, His celebratory events to continually remind us that, guess what? You are my children. You're my children. And I'm always extending myself to you again and again and again and again. How? Festivals, marked days, things that, that he calls high holy days, marked days. That I want to visit you. I want to give you gifts. I want to reveal myself to you. I want to extend myself to you in this way and in this way and in this way. Just like I did all the way back to the origin of my people thousands of years ago. Guess what? You, Gentile, non-believing, this could be lengthy. I won't go into all the descriptions of our identity pre-people pre of God. <laughs> Pre-chosen nation, royal priesthood, reality. That could take me an hour just to go through all the things I used to be outside of that. That were good. But God has revealed more of a fullness. And it's beautiful. And that's what that leads me right into what I'd like to talk about for a mere, mere moment here. Just a few minutes today. And I basically want to talk to people. This is applicable to many, many people. I could make it very, very specific because there is a, a certain brand of, of individual that I, I feel just compelled by the Lord to address. I'm just being honest. And with humility and time this morning is every morning of like crying out, God, I'm going to speak to people today. I might turn on my recorder. I'm going to sit in the midst of other brothers. I'm going to, I'm going to meet customers today, clients as I'm out. There will be individuals at the store I will, I will make eye contact with. God, I want to be one postured to speak your words. So prepare my heart. I'm listening. My ears are listening. My spiritual man is attentive. I'm not tuned into the gibberish of this world. I'm listening to what the Spirit is saying and I'm trusting it. I'm trusting the Spirit to speak to me today. You could ask me about any number of things that I only know from a very topical place of understanding about current events. You know what? I just don't know. People have called me ignorant. People say, if not to, to me directly, just to my, my approach to life, well, you're going to be taken advantage of. You're going to be duped. If you don't know current events, if you don't know ongoing history, you're going to repeat all those that were before you that got led astray and deceived and taken advantage of. Friends, I do not agree with this whatsoever. I haven't agreed with that for a very, very, very long time, and it continues to increase as I get older. I do not agree with that. 
Because if we say that, if we are truly, now this is not flipping or casual, say, hey, I just trust the Lord, brother, whatever. No, we're not talking about that. But if, in fact, we are spirit-led men who give ourselves and always have our ear pointed like a satellite towards what the Spirit is declaring in this hour, crying out to hear the oracles of God, live according to them ourselves, and then thereby speak them out of our mouths to anyone who would listen and be able to discern what is me and what is God coming out of my own mouth, I am, I am more prepared for what comes than I would be in any other way. I'm convinced. Practical practical example. If an asteroid is going to hit this earth at noon today, I'm going to find out about it by two options. I'm going to hear about it because it was detected by a space program and I heard it on the news this morning when I had my television on, which I'd like to be clear I don't have. Or I saw it when I was scrolling Facebook, which I didn't do. Or I saw it when I went to a news source website. No, I didn't do that. You get what I'm saying. Newspaper, magazines, media, media, media. And you're going to hear, you're going to hear fact, you're going to hear news, you're going to hear reports filtered through a system. I don't care what anyone says, whether you call it conservative, left, right, up, down, it does not matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It is not sourced in God. It's not sourced in Him. Well, I only watch Christian media. Oh, friends, seriously. Really. Many who listen to only Christian programming or Republican conservative programming will out of the other side of their mouth say, Men are liars. Nobody knows the truth outside of Torah, outside of the church. Well, friends, that's who you're listening to. That's your source. Men who do not know the Lord, who do not have the Spirit of God giving them any ounce of discernment, are telling you what is fact. We have to be, we have to be fair. I say that all the time here. We have to be fair. We have to be hard on ourselves. We have to criticize ourselves first. We don't live according to our own belief in many, many areas of our life, myself included. We need to address that. We need to be careful what we say and filter it through our own lifestyle first. So I would say the best way to be prepared to be free from being taken advantage of in any way and knowing what really is really, really, really true is not finding the most reliable news source or the, the, least, the least political politician. Friends, really, we're talking about the governments of men reported by men within the governments of men. The patterns of the world. Wide way belief system. There is no flaw. There's no error. There's no manipulation. There's no swaying one way or another, worldly speaking, when you receive the oracles of God and walk underneath 
the authority of what the Spirit is declaring in this hour on this earth. So in other words, to get to my asteroid example, if there's an asteroid that's going to hit this earth at noon, and there's something I'm supposed to do to be prepared, to be ready, I know Yahweh God. I know Him. I live according to the words of His mouth. Written, spoken, according to the Holy Spirit within me, I walk according to that. It is my guide, my source, not my mere helper. And I know in the scripture we're called he's, the Holy Spirit is the helper. But man, not a helper like, hey man, let's go. Give me some counsel. Give me a little advice. Help me along the way I'm already going. No way. The whole God is my co-pilot reasoning. No, he's the entire vehicle. <laughs> he's the he's the fuel behind me. I'm the vehicle. He's the absolute source. So I don't know why in the world I landed there other than an example of like if our if our entire trajectory, if our entire moment by moment life is listening and receiving and properly handling what the Spirit of God is speaking to me. Friends, I'm set and ready for anything that comes my way. Anything. I don't care how catastrophic it is. I will be postured and positioned and empowered to face it. To face it as well as I would say any man can. Any one of us, not me individually, anyone. (laughs) Any one of us who postures ourselves in this way is ready, set, prepared to walk out whatever comes in this very day. June 2nd, 2020, I'm recording this. It's a beautiful day. I've got a bunch of things planned that I think is how my day is going to go. But man, my ear is attentive to what the Spirit is saying. I talked about this just a week or two ago. Basically, I, if, you know, if you want to be corny and say you have a life verse, this is it. <laughs> In his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. I have a course today, and my course will be made up of steps that are yet before me. And the Lord will determine them. I'm trying to figure out if I have time to, to bring up even what I was going to. I'm going to do it very briefly. Because I don't feel like there's a lot of content that I want to give it today. So I briefly mentioned about the the gift that God has given us. He gives good gifts. And I just want to speak to people who... I mean, there's, there's several camps that this could be applicable to. And in, in very generic summary, those who feel like they need to be on the prowl to correct the world... To endorse God's law. A brother in my life in, in, in the in the what do you want to call it, Hebraic movement, Torah keeping, Torah pursuant. It's applicable again, it's it's synonymous with many, many, many groups of people within the church. This is no new idea. It's all over the 
the, the body of Christ. But a brother in my life calls this specific group of people terror, uh, Torah terrorists. <laughs> Torah terrorists. Makes me chuckle every time I hear it. Men whose purpose in life is to make sure that you know if you're not keeping the laws of God, man, you're going to burn. You're toast. And I see it fuel people. It seems like a main motivation. I know God's law. You don't. I'm going to tell you it, and I'm going to kind of look at you with my head cocked and my eye a little bit closed, and I'm going to give you about a minute to make a decision. If you don't move towards the law of God, man, up, oh, wash my hands, I'm out of here. No hope for you. <laughs> I used to be that way in my own way, I don't know, 15 years ago. I used to be like that in a different way. Towards it, not through not through Torah, but I found the real church, right? I was set free from the spirit of religion, and I called out the church for years. It was exhausting. Exhilarating. <laughs> Wielding the, the sword of truth. Slice and dice. It was my life 15 years ago. Praise the Lord, I grew out of that. I changed. I'm changing. I'll be forever in need of change. But as I, and I'm, man, I'm going to have to really crunch this down. But as I have, for the first time in my life, celebrated Feast of Weeks, Shavuot, Pentecost, counting the days from Passover to Pentecost this year for the first time in my life, and doing studies and, and even having the opportunity to, to just teach a tiny bit about what God is teaching me within Exodus 19 and Acts chapter 2. That's what the video series is about, by the way, the two-part series, if you've not seen it. It's called When Yahweh Descends. But what's within this beauty that I have never seen before, and I've never made the connection with that specifically, is that both the giving of the law which goes into Exodus 20, of course, and the, the giving of Holy Spirit are absolutely a synonymous gift from the Father. A gift. Beautiful. Containing power, authority, beautiful gifts. And I'm just afraid that many people who have been given the gift at least of of the law, of Torah even. Don't rightly understand to, um, it correctly in the sense of seeing it always as a gift. A beautiful gift extended to man. Now why is it a gift? Because we know what Paul says about it. Shaul teaches in many ways that like it, it, it made him realize he's a, he's a sinful man. It brings conviction. It points out your wrongs. You know you're a man of sin. Sin basically is brought to your attention and you're made aware. Why? <laughs> because of the gift of God within the law, within the commands of God, conviction comes. When rightly appropriated, it's the tutor that leads us to Messiah. We could go on and on if we had time. And maybe we'll revisit this in greater measure. 
but specifically speaking is like how we handle this. It's just like the many people within the church, how they handle the Holy Spirit. Many people say, if you don't pray in tongues, you don't know the Lord. The gift is used to wield a sword of exclusion, condemnation, judgment. Well, hey, you don't have the Spirit. You don't know God. You're out. Most people know that this is true. It's, it's very doctrinal in many denominations. Although, I would say, my understanding, it's not correct. Same thing with Torah. Exodus chapter 20, the laws of God. And I understand people can just like turn the page to a highlighted, dog-eared, four bookmarks, tabs, and a couple pins to a verse in the Old Testament that says, hey, right here, if you don't keep the, the laws of God, you hate him. You're his enemy. I know. I know, I know. We know this, right? We know this. That's old news. We know. But guess what? That was our former condition. That was our former condition. I understand the argument. Well, but I responded. I responded to giving myself to embrace the law of God. However you got there, I don't know. Hopefully it was through humility and not just law-keeping. Hopefully it was a response of the, the, the press upon your heart of stone to be removed so that you can be empowered to rightly keep the law of God. But see, even within that, right? Even within that, it's a gift because your former stony heart, my, my heart of stone that was cold as ice, rebellious to God and could not know him, even that was extracted from me and a gift of a heart that can feel was given to me by the eternal creator so that I might know him, so that I might keep his law, so that I might be within the confines of living as the image of the invisible now, the Christ man. One who can satisfy the Father, the demands of the Father, and be deemed righteous, pleasing in His sight. Why? Gift, 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 gift. And so in case it needs clarified, and this is kind of the crux of my point, and we'll bring this to a close in a few minutes. Just to be real clear, the Holy Spirit and the law are synonymous because they provide an environment for mankind to live within the parameters of God. We don't have time to go into fire and like all the imagery within the scriptures. Man, I'm just, things are popping off in my head like a, like a pot full of popcorn right now towards all this stuff. Holy cow. Stay focused. <laughs> the law is for your good, friend. And I'm just saying, I'm just putting out there to anyone who might listen to this and ask a question or respond to the question that I'm going to present. Is it possible that the Torah that you're presenting, that the law of God that you're presenting, that the commands of Yahweh that you are living out and presenting to any other man in no way sounds like a gift to that man? But it sounds, in fact, like a horrible detriment 
of rules that they must keep or else you're out and almost glory in saying. Or is it a gift? Well, how is it a gift? Just for mentioning sake, because not everyone that listens to this program understands what we're about and what I'm trying to teach here. Often I myself don't understand until the Lord teaches me. The boundaries are necessary. I say that here all all the time. You know that if you listen with regularity at all. Laws, boundaries, borders are for the good of the men walking this journey, walking this narrow way. Why is it narrow? There's tight boundaries. There's tight confines. Many Christians would have no issue saying this towards everybody else. But do we understand and do we then thereby, because we understand it and walk in that ourselves, in, in right understanding of what, of how, rather, the law is a gift, that we therefore speak it out of our mouth as a blessing and a gift and not merely a curse. Well, it is a curse, brother, if you don't believe it. We're, but why do we want to fall to that side? Why do we want to fall to that side? Why do we not want to look at every man we see and see them like ourselves and hope and pray and cry out to the Father to have mercy? Have mercy, God. Have mercy. Well, why? They're a They're breaking the laws of God. They don't love Him. They don't keep His commands. They need the right judgment of God. Friend, why would we want to be like that? And listen, I'm called to be a harsh guy. I have have hurt many, 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 many people in my past. I could right now very easily. I have no problem giving spiritual whoopings. Trust me, I can do that all day long. But I feel in this hour the extension of of the patience and loving kindness, endurance, mercy of the Father in this hour. His hand is not too short. He desires none to perish. It's not up to me to pick and choose who should perish because they're not keeping the law of God like us. Friends, I'm telling you, these, these few accounts we have in the scriptures when men would come to Messiah and say, listen, there are people down there at that church down the road. Man, guess what? They're, they are mishandling your name, Jesus. Yeshua, let me tell you what they're doing in your name. We're going to go kill them, right? Is that okay? Let us go take them out. Let us go run them out of town, Yeshua. What did he say? Y'all, leave them alone. You have got enough problems right here in the here and now in your own heart. If they're preaching in my name, listen, this isn't about them. And guess what? It's not about you. It's about my name. It's about my name being exalted, magnified, driving out demons, healing people. I'll deal with them later. Don't you worry about it. There's going to be a reaping, y'all. And guess what? It's not today. And it's not by your hand, nor your mouth, nor mine. I think it would do us good. Especially if you are in the Torah pursuant, 
Torah-keeping people. Man. Easy. Be careful now. Be careful. May we present the law of God as a gift. Man, it's a gift that leads us to the holy presence of the king. Do we understand how the gift came? What about all the people of Mount Sinai that mediator Moses had to stand the in-between? Were those people deserving of the law of God? And I realize we could get real hard and like critique and like, well, those were God's people and I'm not talking about God's people. These are heretics. These, But listen, why do we try so hard to write people off? If we had the same tenacity to bring people in as we do to drive people out, the whole world would change, friend. I believe that's something the Lord is saying to those in Messiah right here, right now. Listen to what I'm saying. I'll try to say it again. Do you have the same tenacity for people to see the law of God as a gift and be invited in as you do to see the law of God as harsh and a line drawn in the sand that drives them out? In many people, I see a split. I see both. Praise the Lord, I know a lot of people who see it as inclusion. Come in. This is the way. This is, this is the way to please the Father. And it's all integrated, of course, of this is why you need the Son. You need a mediator. There's a chasm between you and the Father and a law in the middle to please Him, to be deemed righteous. And the only way in is the Yeshua, the Son. That's the only way. It's why it's so intricately all integrated. It's all the same. It makes sense. So friend, today, I don't know you. I don't know your heart. I don't want to. <laughs> I've got enough of my own issues. But my challenge to anyone who might listen to this is, do you have the same drive to reveal the beauty of the law of God the gift of the law of God, the boundary, the parameters for the good of mankind, for the good of anyone who would recognize it for what it is, that the Spirit of God enables a man to even move towards instead of be driven away. Again, a gift of God. To see it as a boundary for their good, for their provision, for their care. All of these things are boundaries and restrictions and restraints for my good to keep me safe, to keep me consecrated, holy, distinct, set apart a unique people unto the Father. Do we present it as a beautiful gift? Or is it a, or is it a burden that no man can rightly bear because it's, it's ugly, nasty, and repels from the beginning because it's not delivered as a gift. It's not delivered as, brother, listen, you need this in order to live. This is for your good. This is for your good, friend. Just like Holy Spirit that enables us via the Son to walk out God's ways, to know Him, 
to live in his kingdom according to his kingdom principles. Friends, it's beautiful. I just want for the rest of my days to be a guy who tames his tongue, who shows restraint when necessary. Letting out is not a problem for me, friend. It's restraint. And I see that in many other brothers around me right now. We need to walk in a greater level of humility, not of confidence, humility, temperance, wisdom, counsel of the Lord. So that we rightly wield anything the Lord has given us as a beautiful gift. Present it as a gift. The laws of God. They will do what they do. (laughs) They will bring about conviction on their own when presented rightly. I don't need to make that happen. I don't need to force that. I don't need to drive it into your head that that is true. The law of God stands, period. I present it, but I want to present it in the same way Yeshua did. Which is what? A beautiful gift. I am for you and not against you. That's our goal, right? Is to move men. (laughs) Move men. To be on God's side for their good. Keeping his commands. Knowing his law. Loving his law like David said. I love your law. I love your law. That's our goal. May that be our expectation. I think a lot of times we expect men to hate it, loathe it, despise it, reject it, and so then thereby they do. I think we can be better. I know I can. I think, I think we can be better to rightly handle the beautiful gift that God has given us in His law, in His Holy Spirit. It's beautiful. Amen.